0: Hey Jim, we have a very special guest this week on Knit a Spell. It's all about fiber magic with author Opal Luna. Yay! 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 Light from Lantern presents Knit a Spell. I'm magical maker Katie Rempe,
1: and I'm the maker of magic, James Devine.
0: Join us as we stitch together the symbiotic relationship between crafting
1: and the craft. It's it's amazing that someone had written a book. Someone has written a book that is almost exactly mm. what we are doing a podcast about.
0: Yes, you it is you. St-
1: she clocked our look.
0: How she's dare a- you? <laughs> she's wearing our dress. <laughs> Clearly, no one else could ever have had this idea. How no. dare?
1: <laughs> Clearly, well, making and magic. It. Are it's about not. Time someone came up
2: with this idea.
1: <laughs> it's about time someone came up with this idea. Yes, everyone, welcome to Knit a Spell, yes. Opal Luna.
0: Woo! an honor. Let me give you a little bit of background. So, Opal Luna is a self-proclaimed crone. Has developed her own tradition, fiber magic, a spiritual path. For the crafter, she serves as an elder in the pagan community and an ordained minister through the moon Path Circle. She and her husband Carl are an active members of the board of directors of the Moon Path Grove, a pagan congregation and nonprofit. She enjoys participating and presenting at a variety of pagan topics and rituals such as an annual ritual in June calling for the protection of the hurricane season yay. Oh, nice. As a Reiki practitioner, Opal Luna infuses healing in all of her crafting, so began the evolution of crafting to craft the path of Fiber Magic was born. And her amazing book, Fiber Magic, is out now.
1: From wonderful. Llewellyn, published by Llewellyn. Yes, indeed. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. What a wonderful... So, Fiber Magic, A Witch's Guide to Spellcasting with Crochet, Knotwork, and Weaving. Mm-hmm. Very cool book. I, don't, why, I
2: left that for you, Katie. I don't knit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you know,
0: there's plenty of room for every craft to have magic. I'm glad that you've done the crochet part since I am not very proficient at it myself. So a pro should be doing it.
1: My you know. husband is a crocheter, not a knitter. And he listens to this podcast and is always saying, and crochet, whenever he <laughs> <Do> listens. <I'm> He's <laughs> like, and crochet. Me
0: yep. too. <laughs> Thank you for bringing crochet into the magical realm and weaving and all sorts of fun little bead projects. It is a wealth of information. Honestly, it is like uh, we were talking about earlier. It's like a textbook of wealth of information. The um, appendix in the back, so many amazing references. So let's, let's start at the beginning. How did you get started in the crafting world? Let's start there. Both meanings. Yeah.
2: Well, crafting with a small C came first. Uh, as a baby, uh, my granny Lula taught me to crochet when I was eight years old mm-hmm. and I just took to it right away. And I always felt that it was a source of comfort, uh, escape for me. You know, I could just block everything else out and, you know, all the stresses of being eight years old, I guess there are some. And, uh, I grew up in the seventies. So it was very handy to make crocheted um, vests and and ponchos and stuff like that. So I really just kept going with it and taught myself how to read patterns and use different, you know, novelty fibers. And it just, it was all magical to me, even before I knew
1: it was magical.
0: So
2: then when I discovered that, Witchcraft was not just, um, you know, movies and TV, but real life, too. Uh, I was taken with candle magic and kitchen witchery and everything where you, you know, added things in and stirred the pot. I just loved embellishments and colors and herbs and oils. And as I was learning, I thought, you know, I do the same thing when I crochet, I really do. I walk into my craft room and I look at all the yarn and the colors come and, you know, you put them together in blends. Does this go with that? Does that go with this? I've never liked uh, people saying, oh, green doesn't go with purple. You haven't found the right shades, right? Yes, yes. Go take a trip to a vineyard and you'll change your mind. Green goes very well with purple. So using all the, the, you know, clues from nature, you can put any colors together and they work very well. So it became magical. And I started learning the correspondences to those colors. And, you know, and I just, to me, the word fiber, is the very essence of something is made of. I mean, it really—it's—it it's, mm-hmm. surpasses yarn and cloth because you can have moral fiber. And you can have fiber optics. And the word just means what something is made of. And Mm. you can get right down to the nitty gritty and start with what plant that yarn was made from and what those properties are, you know. So it's layers upon layers that make your little talisman just all that more powerful.
0: Oh, I love that.
1: It's so deep. It's so true. When you talk about moral fiber, when you talk about like what someone's made of, mm-hmm. when you Every talk fiber about fiber of my
0: being. It's a saying. Fiber of my be-
1: yes, mm-hmm. right. I, I hadn't really thought of that until you mentioned it. And that is the metaphorical, the metaphysical meaning of fiber. And we talk about that when we talk about, of course, crafting with a mm-hmm. little C and crafting with a big C, both. Yeah. Wow, that is... Very cool. And that's why I think there's such a metaphorical meaning when we speak of weaving the tapestry of life or weaving what we are making in our magic, weaving the energies. And then we're also weaving or crocheting a fabric or making any kind of fabric With crochet, because it's a series of knots and one, also with knit, it's one piece of of fiber. If you clip it and start pulling, Mm. it unravels.
2: (laughs) Just like life.
1: And I was going to say, just like life. So (laughs) will you speak to that, Opal? Is there something about the do you see i mean as witches a lot of times we look to nature or we look to physical principles in nature or in the world around us to explain or to be the simile for spiritual principles what 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 principles in crafting or in crochet or in fiber you know in fiber magic what are some of the things that help us understand the way life works especially in times like these
0: hmm.
2: oh. In times like these, we can take that stress that we're feeling in our every day and we can transform it. So crafting is, is a great um, um, avenue for transformative magic because you're taking the feelings that you have and you're translating them into ideas. And then they run down your arms and come out of your hands as a thing. So you're manifesting a representation, could be a representation of that stress, could be an ugly thing. Crafting doesn't always have to be pretty, you know? But um, speaking to the unraveling, that's just as important to get rid of what you don't need so that you can fill yourself up with what you do need. So if you were in a state where, you had a, a terrible problem and you couldn't really think about it. The, the expression is to sleep on it. Well, you can also craft on it. Think about the colors that come to mind. They might be rust and black and brown. And think about the herbs and oils and, you know, the, just, just meld it all together. Make a poppet, an, an effigy of that problem and then burn it. Burn it if you have to. Use natural fibers so you can burn it. I mean, when you're crafting for someone else, especially when you're doing healing work, you don't want that crazy inside of you. It's counterproductive to your healing. So you want to get rid of that first before you can do your real magic for other people get rid of that first
0: you know? mm.
1: that's a great yeah, i idea. could also imagine actually crocheting a poppet maybe something without legs just a you know a more simple poppet and then actually t- doing something and then actually unraveling it
0: mm-hmm. and then
1: burning the unraveled remnants that would be a really cool ritual. You just inspired something that I thought, oh, that would be mm-hmm. cool, especially if it was cotton or flax or something yeah, that was something burnable.
2: burnable. yeah, definitely. I, I, um, I give it to the Morgan's birds.
1: Oh, know. for nest Morgan's making, birds scattering <laughs> so across the land. Oh making my gosh. <laughs>
2: I have, I do uh, something in my knot magic classes. Uh, we make, we do the Gordian knot. You know, the Gordian knot is this t- uh, this crazy knot that couldn't be untied. And Alexander the Great cut it with his sword, you know? So we do the knot magic spell, you know, knot of one, the spell's begun. And we just do it angry and right on top of each other. And we do it angry and get this big old knot. And then we take our scissors this is my bowline because it's a curved blade and white handle. Nice. <laughs> and we just cut that thing up and then we burn it. That's I
1: powerful. Love this.
0: I love this. <laughs> and people love doing that. Oh, it's like going into a room and being like, smash it all, do whatever you
1: want. It's, one, it's of one of those smash rooms, but it's, but it's a, a magical version. Oh,
2: <laughs> magical spa- spa- Maybe I should have a workshop like that. at some. Yeah. some
1: yes. Yeah. Magical. Crafters smash smash room. The crafter <laughs> smash room. Oh my gosh. I love this so much. No, we can just
0: do <laughs> so often I find crafters don't even want to like, they're fearful of going back one stitch, let alone like, we're going to tell you, pull it all out. Ah, I can hear every knitter like, I ju- but I just made it. But I but I made it and you want me to, what? But what? But what? Yeah. Yes.
2: But there's a mistake to rows back and that no longer serves you. Mm. So pull it back to that mistake and begin again. That's life.
0: Ah, yes. Agree. You're actually better more than comfortable life. with it the more times you do it too.
1: Sometimes <laughs> in life you can't pull your stitches out and you gotta live with the mistake you made. That's like it. that's that, so much that better than what, life.
2: That is what appliques are for. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I have many.
1: I have yes.
0: many. <laughs> a little embellishment you'll never even know. Yes. That's, that's
1: what concealer's for. <laughs> that's
0: right. Exactly. It's in you the name. Life, <laughs> embellish it. <laughs> Ooh. I mean, that's a great motto. So then it was a clear Convergence for crafting and the craft for you. How did this lead to the advent of your book?
2: Well, I self-published a little piece that I lovingly now call the pamphlet. Oh, so it cost me a lot of money, <laughs> and it just was—you know—it was—it was a nice little pamphlet. It got mm-hmm. the attention of Llewellyn because well, I'm down here in South Florida where the wild hunt you know, editors, no editors, no editors. And I was at Mystic South, a convention in Atlanta, Georgia. And Llewellyn had this offer where they were, where they were doing five-minute um, pitches. So yeah. I had my little book and I had my notes and, and I was going to do that. And I was setting up my vending table at 10 o'clock in the morning. And this woman comes by and she goes, this must be fiber magic. And I'm like, yeah. She goes, I'm Heather Green from Llewellyn Worldwide and we want fiber magic. Oh. I was like, okay, here's my pitch. <laughs> I just gave it. I was blown away.
0: Wow. So you did the work. And then your dreams manifested. Is that what you're saying? You didn't just say like, I hope I do a book one day, do nothing. And then it came to your door. <laughs> hmm. no, I just, I did it myself. I
2: just, you know, That's set it the printer and, and everything. And I just did it myself. And so now this, that book was like a hundred pages. So this is like a massive expansion. Like and And like you said, it's a, it's just a how to mm. and otherwise, you know, so I think it's it's really geared to the beginner and with some intermediate challenges. So I've got another notebook full of ideas. Ooh. <laughs> I'm going to try to turn into um, a more mystical fiber magic. I'm studying the Kabbalah right now and the Tarot Mm. and all the care correspondences of that. And I I want to do um, something for the intermediate with some advanced uh, stuff in there.
0: Ooh, (laughs) wonderful. We'll see. Very exciting. Ooh.
1: Well, we look through and we're just so like enamored with it. It's just such a great, especially for crochet. I think crochet is a really great place for people to start. I think crochet is relatively easy. I, I remember crocheting with my grandma, um, as a young kid and found it pretty easy. My husband has taken off with it. He's a very good crocheter. Um, and I find knitting to be uh, a worthy challenge <laughs> but it's fun I mean it's really interesting
2: I think that so, crochet is more um, more rewarding like um, instant mm. rewarding because it uh, works up a lot faster and you can sure. make something in a shorter time you know yeah. you can get very intricate with crochet but it, there's not that tedious first 3,000 rows that you have to do it. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs>
0: She's not wrong.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So I think it's a really accessible book. And I think it's also great to have something that's really focused on crochet for all the Mm -hmm. naughty hookers that are our friends who are listening. (laughs) Yeah.
0: It's true. It does tend to be somewhat of an overlooked craft in the fiber industry on the whole, which is kind of interesting. And I don't know if that's for a lack of people with like a lot of expansive knowledge who are willing to share. Um, who knows?
1: 100% <laughs> of us have cuddled under an Afghan created by an auntie, grandma, someone while mm-hmm. watching a movie. A- 100% of us have.
2: Reagan Nona of the the crafting craft. That's me. I, just, oh. I decided to, I, I did Camelot days, which is a Ren fair in South Florida for the first three weeks of November. And I sold 40 of these books and the majority of them were to young people who were missed that my, my grandmother used to do it, but I never, she mm. never showed me how. And so now they have this book and they have me on um the fiber magic coven on facebook i go live and i show them and we share all our projects and everyone is so supportive on there i'm just so happy <laughs> it's a <Aww>. great
0: community
1: <laughs> it's fantastic
0: how active are you on there do you guys do weekly things is it like whenever anyone's around well the
2: the fiber magic coven is um is 247. It's a Facebook group that's mm. public and open. And um I do monitor it. So it's a safe space <laughs> to show off your um magical makes and 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 makes like we have we have a daily tarot card that's read. We have uh photos of the moon every phase because we have opened it up to that broader sense of fiber, where weaving um, light and shadow to take perfect pictures of the full moon is fiber magic, you know.
0: Mm.
2: Word wordsmiths and um, potters. I mean, nothing can be more hands-on than pottery, you know. And so we have all kinds of crafters on there, even mm. though it's called fiber magic. Oh, I Very love refreshing. that. Refreshing,
0: yeah. And I mean, wow. pottery is a great thing to go with fiber magic. I have many a yarn bowl uh, that has survived not being, you know, <laughs> dropped on the floor. Sorry.
2: Right. And what? <laughs> and what would you make your magical tools um, out of? A lot of times they're ceramic. You know. Yeah. So you can put that intention when you're kneading the clay, and you add, you know, what is that clay made of? What kind of earth is it? Is it earthenware? Is it you know, what What's what kind of material, what metals are in there and what color is it? What glaze do you put on it? What do you put in the fire to, to kiln it? You know, it's just like never ending correspondences.
0: It could be as deep as you want it to be. Absolutely. Hopefully. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, let's take a break. And when we come back, we want to get into more questions for Opaluna about how the book has impacted you, all kinds of recommendations. Um, I want to ask you, well, I think Katie wants to ask you questions too, stories about how magic has worked in your life and other things. We'll do a tarot poll. So stick around. We'll be back after a couple of quick announcements. If
0: you've ever been curious about getting a palm reading with my co host James Divine, there's never been a better time than now. Not only does Jim offer empowering palm readings to help you tap into the hidden messages in your hands, he's also now offering Divine Hand Tarot readings for a limited time. Find out more about all of Jim's amazing offerings at thedivinehand.com and on his Instagram page where you'll find him as Divine Hand Jim. Hey, Knit a Spell listeners, are you looking for a magical accessory to add to your making or magical toolkits? Well, guess what? We have the perfect merchandise for you from your favorite podcast, Knit a Spell. The front of each bag includes our logo so that you can tell everyone that you're a fan of the best podcast that includes magic and making in the entire world that I'm currently aware of. If you're a maker, you'll especially love the magical sigil I've put on the back of the large drawstring bag, which will help you notice any mistakes in your project sooner than you might expect. The back of the smaller zip bag has inspiring notions to help get your creative juices flowing and is made from a sturdy fabric to house sharp things like scissors, needles, and more. Both of our Knit a Spell bags are available exclusively at makersmercantile.com. And while you're there, feel free to check out all the amazing making materials they have for knitting, crochet, and more. And we are back in our second half. Uh, We're really interested in knowing about your process of writing your book. So how did the process of writing your book change you as a witch, would you say?
2: Well, I had to get a little more organized. I had to take all those books of shadows mm. <laughs> and, and turn them into one book of shadows. And then I had to make it in some kind of sense that other people would be able to understand. Mm. And that—that that is the key to pattern writing, as well as ritual writing, Um, you've got to think about, I mean, we like to think we're very magical people, but we still got physics to think about, you know, people can't be in two places at one time or whatever. And fingers have to move, you know, in such a way, but you have to break it down. And okay. I understand what I said, but would someone else reading this, understand what I said. So you really have to slow down and stop cutting all the corners that you think are, you know, not worth mentioning because everybody knows that, you know, when, uh, when I wrote my first draft, I sent it in and I thought, oh, they're going to be loving this. And I got 11 pages of notes (laughs) and most of it was this, this is writing a book for Llewellyn is uh is uh it is the best self-help exercise that you will ever hate and once over <laughs> you will love it love it love it because now I'm in the fun part you know doing stuff like this but once it's going going on they're like uh that doesn't make any sense uh that shouldn't be there um no 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 and I'm like who made up my fiber magic? It was me, right? What? <laughs> what How dare were, you. <laughs> was honing my, my communication skills, mm. you know, and forcing me to slow down and think about explaining what's in my head to other people. Fantastic. I recommend it to anybody who's crazy enough to try <laughs>
0: Oh, I love that.
2: It never it, it would never be a bad idea to write a book for a Llewellyn. <laughs> They've been writing them since uh 1901. They I guess they know what they're doing.
0: Yeah, oh, that's a hot minute, I suppose. Yeah.
1: It's it's fantastic. It really reminds me of the key as as my husband and I do public ritual every so often. We think about, yeah, and I love what you said. We can't be in two places at once, at least not physically and still live i can be in two places at once but i probably won't be alive right i can i can be somewhere spiritually and somewhere physically that's possible astral projection or psychic traveling or whatever i can be somewhere sort of mentally like who has ever driven to work and then not remembered your drive right like Thank goodness. We have autopilot somehow in our brain, but yeah, you're right. Like there are laws of physics that are sort of like, we are physical beings. We want to embrace that. And I just, I do think about, we got to really think, I mean, how many times have we been to a public ritual Opal and the ritualist hasn't done the ritual math. If we have 30 people and it takes each person three minutes to do a thing at the altar, we're all going to stand here annoyed for 90 minutes, or whatever the math is. Like, we got to actually do that math.
2: This crow needs a chair.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. This has happened a lot. Like Katie, you don't, you don't know yet, but this has happened a lot. Whenever we go to festivals is someone hasn't done their ritual math and all of us older folks are like oh no (laughs) looking over our glasses at the person like Mm. it's just addition and you're like it's not hard
0: you're watching their moment Mm. (laughs) or they
1: or you know that this person doesn't do ritual math and you know when they do a ritual it will suck because of that and you don't go (laughs) There you go. Live and learn. Yeah.
0: Or you Be bring a lawn chair and just plop yourself down in the middle. <laughs>
1: and watch it happen. Yeah. Right. So we have a shared experience, Opal and I know, because we're elders and we've been to many of these. So, But this is a similar thing. It's that we learn this sort of stuff. And so you're saying you've learned some of this clarity and some of these sort of physics of that in writing this book. I think it's amazing. It's mm-hmm. such a great Hermetic. It's very Hermes. It's very like that path.
0: Mm hmm. Yes. Plus, um, I was just actually talking about it this morning. So that's pretty funny. It's funny what we forget as people who are skilled in whatever the craft is to newbies and it blows their minds. Like if you're just talking to someone about how to obtain the materials to make a pattern for someone else who's the maker to make for them. Mm hmm. Good luck explaining all that stuff. It is like a whole new language that you have to crash crash course into uh, it 's not it's it 's not easy but it 's easy for us and it 's easy to forget that I think so this book is a really great um, entry level way for people to start making those connections of like, oh, oh, I see. Okay, what she's doing here with the magical aspects here and oh, how this is like a meditative aspect. So that's the magical element here. Um, So you have a lot of those beginner things in the book. You kind of hinted that you might have a more intermediate book in the works, but maybe you have some more suggestions on how people could maybe take some of the examples in this first book to like the next level if they're a little bit more practiced?
2: Sure. Uh, it's, it's good for um, either the craft or the crafter, you know, um, whatever level you're on, uh, you can bring the other one up hmm. to it. So even though you've been in thousands of rituals, you've never done one while you were crocheting. So hmm. you've got to bring that level up. You've maybe never really thought about the the number of stitches that you're doing and how the numerology works and you know and this and that. So you can once you that like you think about that, then maybe you want to research that a little bit and learn a little bit more about numerology, you know, learn a little bit more about herbology or crystal, whatever Whatever your um, weakness is, then you say, "Oh, that's interesting. I never thought I'd have a use for it before, but now I have a use for it. So I want to learn more." And then the person who has uh, knows everything about crystals and herbs and colors and correspondences, you know, that now they're thinking about how, what kind of embellishments they could put on a simple bag, just to carry it to work, you know, to keep your cell phone in when you're waiting for that special call, or what would I use? I know all this. Now, how would I use it and make an actual thing out of it? So, so wherever you are uh, on the level, just bring the other one up to it. And then you can go from there. The sky's the limit. (laughs)
1: Mm, right suggestion yeah that is fantastic and i love this i love Mm. this this is really helping it's how our arms work right have one pull the other one up we compartmentalize our life like i'm only doing witchcraft and that's sort of like climbing a mountain only with that one hand but if i combine those two things together and i'm like oh have i like use my other hand of like crafting to help pull that up to the level of my craft of my witchcraft. And now, okay, well now can I pull my witchcraft up to the level of my crafting my, you know, this is genius. That is so such an elegant way to describe it. Opal. I'm Mm. delighted by that.
0: And it's a great way to re reinvigorate something that you already know a lot about again, going back to that student mentality it's very easy to be like well i already know i already know how to do this but if you're or i'm so lead...
1: bored by it
0: yes exactly uh-huh. it's stale yeah stagnant learning situation
1: yeah
2: oh i it's, used it... to dress candles when i was a baby pagan but i wouldn't do that now
0: why not exactly you probably know a lot more now <laughs> i'm hoping you do a better one now (laughs) yeah exactly yeah
2: yep it's craftiness i want to make the spiritual more crafty and the crafty
0: more spiritual that's it and that's it that's exactly it everything becomes more
1: meaningful and then it also bleeds into everything else what else could i incorporate if it's crafting i mean whenever we do magic or ritual with our coven we always say we put We put the craft in witchcraft. I mean, we have said that for years because we're always doing something as the working during our rituals to, you know, we're doing, a we're making a witch's ladder or we're putting our, writing our intentions on a piece of flash paper and putting it into a fire cauldron. I mean, you know, like it's just the stuff that witches, what do witches do? All kinds of stuff, right? Well, there's a ton of other things we could be doing too around the psychology. Can we think about how to make the ritual more psychologically impactful by studying some neuro-linguistic programming or some mindfulness or some Reiki or, or whatever else we could do? And so there's a ton of other things to sort of also bring in. And so it starts to really have your mind expand. And I love how this principle can be used anywhere. Opal, what do you think?
2: Yes, anywhere. In fact, you'll find that you use it um, all day, every day. Once you've added your craft, your hobby to, to your witchcraft, then it's not witchcraft isn't something you do on Friday nights anymore. It's something that you do every day and you're and you'll be constantly looking for ways, you know, stirring your coffee or, or mm-hmm. you know, or you know, baking cookies with the kids. Oh, how could I put a sigil on that? You know, it's just like you're—you're you're always looking, and you'll never take a bath in the same way again because you're going to add all the scents and the oils, and you're going to lean back and you're going to, you know, refresh yourself. It really is a refreshing life to to be a crafter. It mm-hmm. starts
1: to become living a magical lifestyle rather than something I just do between. Absolutely. Six and 10 when I'm at ritual.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. And that's something we talk about all the time, making it your lifestyle instead of yeah. just something you do when it's convenient that you remember about.
1: Right. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep.
1: All right, Opal, I want to know the most magical project you've ever made. Tell us a quick little story about something you've made that just blew your mind. Mm.
2: Okay. I was working with a man whose aunt was in hospice. She was from Puerto Rico, and she was crying every day. I mean, she was crying that she would never go back to Puerto Rico again. So I made her a lapghan in the colors of the Puerto Rican flag. And he took it to her and she grabbed it and she never let go. She stopped crying. And they buried her with it.
1: Oh, oh wow! What did that? What did that mean to you, or to him, or to her?
2: To him, he was so thankful. He could not. He just. It, he had no words. He was crying when when he told me about it, and that was the the day I realized. And I said it out loud at work because um, you know would, all the different religions around me, and I said. I think this is my ministry and several evangelistic people started hooping and hollering. Yes, this is your ministry. Say it again, testify. <laughs> this is your ministry. Yes. And so you are hooked. That, I was hooked. That was another, you know, milestone on my path of I'm heading in the right direction here.
1: Wow. What do you oh. think that lapcan brought? What energies? What did it bring for her? Do you think? Mm-hmm.
2: Well, comfort that she wasn't as far away, maybe that that she thought, you know, that she could be there in her mind, because uh, you know, I I was thinking about, you know, I wasn't I wasn't doing it ceremonial ceremoniously or ritualistically and I I I don't even think that's necessary. But I knew that she was crying and she wanted to see her homeland again. Mm. So that was on my mind while I was making it. So maybe when she grabbed it she saw that. Mm. You know, maybe she's she remembered.
1: Oh so beautiful Opal. What a what a gorgeous story.
0: Yeah. You knew of exactly what she healing. needed. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And I, wow. I have a connection to the pieces that I make. So when I make something for someone, um, sometimes it'll it'll come up in my mind, oh, I remember that dragon blanket that I made for so and so. I better send that a little zhuzh, because maybe they need it.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: If they do, I always send it if they're still receptive for the greater good, zhuzh, and I just send them a little something, you know, and because maybe they need it at that time.
0: Who knows? Mm. Oh, beautiful. I typically fine whenever you get those little, like, oh, I wonder about so and so. It's usually a good thing to act on it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why I have my Fiber Magic um, emergency kit. My what Fibromagic does that entail?
0: <laughs> <laughs> you tell me more.
2: <laughs> so you, got, you, got, you put a couple of yarns in there that mean like protection to you and healing to you. I got a little rosemary oil, I got a little fluff. That smells like pumpkin spice and a crystal, mm. and my little scissors. I keep a special um, one of my oldest crochet hooks. Look, the gold is worn off of that one, mm. and uh, and a little scissors and, and a needle, and um, that's just there so that it's always mollifying and ready to go. If I find out someone is not feeling well, mm. I can do a little thing. I I make a chain. And I put well wishes in the chain, and then I unravel it and send it out to that person.
0: Oh, uh, I love this. I love this
2: oh, idea so much. Yeah.
1: <laughs> is that in the book?
2: Yes. That well, pro- in, the, in the book.
1: It I is- didn't see that.
2: In the book, it, it just mentions that when you're preparing yourself in like the first chapter, mm. when you're preparing yourself, you can put your stress in a chain mm. and then you can pop it away from you and you can also put well wishes or mm. health in the chain. Whatever you put in that chain, when you pop it, it goes out to where it's needed. It's
1: like but a take party a popper breath
2: to keep whatever you need for yourself because there's
1: no shortage of the
2: mother's love.
1: This is genius, mm. but making a little kit. Mm. Okay, this is what we need to this is what we can use our little um notions bag for, Katie. <gasps>
0: yes. Oh my god. You can
1: put that in a notions bag, your little like quick mm. quick emergency magic kit. Rescue kit. <laughs> yes. Rescue kit. <laughs> oh my gosh, we gotta mm. make those. You um, may yes.
2: be able to buy them someday. <laughs> hmm, well, For you sure, let us Obel. know. Viber yes.
0: Magic. Oh,
1: Opal, awesome. this has been so much fun. Well, yes. let's pull a card. Let's do some divination, Katie, yes. shall we?
0: All right. So you'll love this. Uh, if you haven't seen any of our past episodes, we do um, an Oracle card poll with the Stitcher's Oracle. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> uh, do you which have is that
1: deck, n- Opal?
2: I do not. I'm i oh. I do not I only have one tarot deck isn't that weird? I'm I'm studying it now. I got to get into it. I just took a class once. I don't know. I'm just like uh I got a lot more to learn. I always I Oh, isn't that the
1: best stop. part of life?
2: It'll never stop. That's so, right. <laughs> yeah maybe someday there'll be a fiber magic tarot card deck
0: (laughs) Uh, you may be surprised it's probably already out there Vogue Knitting just released one that's all like knitting related so if Vogue Knitting is getting into the tarot card game I feel like we've hit the kind (laughs) we've hit almost the kind of mainstream if knitting is what anyone thinks of as mainstream so (laughs) all right so I'm gonna go ahead and give a quick shuffle here Oh, these are good. <laughs> oh, here we go. Very good. So this is our card for the week. Measuring. It's a measuring tape.
1: So Measuring tape. Opal, what is your impression? Do you get any impressions from that for people?
2: Well, it, it is kind of like in the shape of a little puppet, isn't it? It looks like a little mm. measuring up. I, I think, you know, whenever I think of measuring up, I think of the challenge of, um, you know, uh, being the best you can be, and uh, and taking a, a a little closer look at yourself and see what your measure is, mm. and how you can stretch just a little farther.
1: I love oh, that. Beautiful. I love it. Yes. It's oh, so in stunning. line with what I was thinking too. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love it.
2: Yeah, I got to get into this tarot thing, huh? Those are Oracle cards.
0: Let's start. Well,
1: those Oracle cards is a great way to start for sure. <laughs> okay.
0: Yes. And I must say, and we kind of talked about this actually fairly recently, but if even if you're not familiar with Tarot, just do it. Like whatever your impressions are from the things, just go with that. I'll tell you, you'll never get those like newbie impressions from the cards again once you're like filled with information based on what other people think the cards mean. Oh, yeah, so,
2: that because so and so said it didn't.
0: Yep, yeah, it's like spinning. <laughs> Once you really learn how to spin well, you can never make that, like, crafty, thick, thin yarn again. That's just- tr- good money on, the, on Etsy. Exactly. And it's very <laughs> ironic, right? So, like-
1: As much as you try to make lumpy yarn, you can mm-hmm. never seem to do it again. It's difficult. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. So, oh, my goodness. So tell us where everyone can follow you on the social media, sign up for your Facebook group, your website, all of the things.
2: Okay. So go to fibermagic.com, magic with a K that's very important fibermagic.com, and you can get pretty much everywhere else because it will welcome you. And then there's a link to my Instagram. Everything's fiber magic on Instagram. And what I ask people to do is look there and see what I have made and then challenge me to make something for you. Um, mm-hmm. you, there's a, a, um invitation to join the fiber magic coven on Facebook and a link to that. You can go right there. And yesterday I added a sign-up thing for a newsletter that I'm going to be starting in January. Ooh, very exciting. So that will um tell you where I'm going to be, what I'm going to be doing. It'll have a tip and a freebie and and uh, oh, uh, the the whip of the week is going to be pictures of pieces of something that I'm making. And if you go to the Coven and you guess correctly, you get 10% off that thing if you want to buy it. Ooh, fun. <laughs> Fabulous. <laughs> Gosh, you know, I, I, I my muggle job is to teach customer service. I've been teaching customer service for a living, but I'm retiring at the end of this year. So starting January 1st, I'm going to be a full-time fiber magician and just sell
1: myself.
0: (laughs) Yes. I love this. So you have,
1: so Jen, today's January 5th. So you have already retired for for a week.
0: I'm already
1: airing. Yes. I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <I'm old. laughs> yeah. she re- you retired five days ago that's right <laughs> <laughs> I, I, what a relief <laughs> I, I'm
2: gonna turn off the alarm clock now
1: <laughs> oh my
2: gosh Every day I just get up and think of another way to promote fiber magic
1: that's it so it's fun my job. it's so fun well thank you it has been a it's been so much fun mm. having you on the show a distinct pleasure i can't wait to meet you in person the next time i'm in florida totally <laughs> gonna hang out with you a,
2: we have a mutual friend someone that's in the fiber magic coven knows you and said you were a, a wonderful man
1: oh uh, well then oh. i clearly know him well oh <laughs> now i want to know who and where right. i
2: want <laughs> to join, join that coven. To see what we're saying about you <laughs> yeah <laughs> i know yes well we be i hope that to join
1: you I hope that you post some of the links to knit a spell, or let people know that the podcast is free and maybe of interest to people in the coven. Oh, you're, all Certainly over the fun.
2: coven. Woo! you're all over the coven already, and oh, fun! And actually, you, if you want to uh, come on, and you can always promote. Everyone is free to promote everything that they do in the coven because we're all here to support our,
1: each other. Mm. I hope that everyone mm. listening signs up. Checks out Mm opalunafibermagic.com with a K. Yes. (laughs) Go and check it out. If you're listening to this podcast and you're not part of Opal Luna's community, you're Mm -hmm. missing out because it's completely where you should be. Absolutely. The only thing that's
0: missing from that coven is you.
1: Is you. There you go.
0: All right, everybody. Well, this has been a delight. Opal, hopefully we can have you on again when your second book drops sooner than later, I imagine.
1: Or, be- or, or in between. <laughs> Obviously, yes,
0: of course. And uh, don't forget, guys, you can follow James Devine at thedivinehand.com or Instagram, Divine Hand Jim.
1: That's right. And you can get amazing patterns and subscribe to her awesome newsletter at Light from Lantern the amazing Katie Rempe. Um, And that's also where you'll find the homepage for this podcast. Knit a spell. Knit
0: a spell. That's right. Drop <laughs> us a line,
1: subscribe, or just listen wherever you find your podcast. And thanks for being part of our listenership. We love having you.
0: All right, Opal. We'll... Thanks again. And we'll see you all next week. Ciao. All right. Bye-bye everybody. Thanks for listening, everybody. And don't forget, new episodes of Knit a Spell are conjured every Wednesday. Learn more at knitaspell.com and follow our Instagram page at knitaspell. If you have a quick second to support the show, feel free to drop us a review on iTunes or share this with a friend. Jim and I appreciate your support and look forward to seeing you next week.